So today, can you, can you all hear me? Yeah, good, great. I tend to have a voice that's too loud, so if I ever get too loud, you can go like this. So today, we're going to continue our cultivation of compassion. Actually, the sign on the board in the staff dining room is, who's going to do the DV today? The DV. The, oh, the BV. Who's doing the BV, the Brahma Vihara? So we know that compassion is one of the four Brahma Viharas. It's uh, a very wholesome and an important mental quality. It's actually one of the 52 uh, mental factors. You may know that according to some Buddhist scholarship, there's only 52 things that can be in the mind at any time, or ever. And uh, compassion is a really positive one. And uh, so I'd like to, before we uh, do kind of a little bit of a different compassion guided meditation, I was talking to Joseph about why people are find continuity in their practice and why sometimes they slip off the practice, you know, during this retreat right now. And I asked him, I said, is it about intention, you know, uh, wise intention or right intention that you know that uh, one thing that we're always checking to see if we're, if there's wholesomeness in our mind or if there is unskillfulness, right? Right intention is knowing what's in our mind and applying the right uh, approach to whatever is in the mind. And he said, it's intention, you know, wanting to cultivate the wholesome and to uproot the unwholesome, but it's also an element of determination. And I thought, one way to maybe enhance determination would be to talk about, just briefly list some really positive aspects of compassion about why you might want to develop it. I think uh, one reason to develop compassion is that it is a really wholesome response to suffering. So, as you all know, I'm sure, if you've even sat for a minute, that one thing we're doing is opening to the range of our experience. And a lot of that is suffering. And, you know, we often tend to either try to turn away or we can get blocked or we could get con- uh, contract and get constricted around opening to suffering. And if we um, generate compassion or um, build up that uh, positive mental quality, uh, actually opening to suffering is the proximal cause for compassion to arise. If you have that, you know, as a habit of your mind and heart. 
And compassion actually lets you relax with suffering. It just lets you relax and open up to suffering. And that's one way to have suffering move through us, right? Is to just relax into it and to feel it. It wants to be felt. And then it'll, it, like everything else, will arise and pass away. So that's one good reason to develop compassion because it's the excellent response to suffering in the mind and heart. Another reason to cultivate compassion is because it alleviates burnout. A lot of us might be working in the helping professions, teachers or therapists or yoga teachers or mindfulness teachers, and we can really see a lot of suffering and it can affect us deeply. And generating compassion in response to seeing all of that actually can really help us have motivation to continue our work. It helps alleviate burnout. And uh, one reason I really love compassion is because it actually, a lot of us also do a lot of social justice work, right? Anti-racist work and anti-homophobia, sexism, ageism, ableism. And uh, responding to all of those isms, essentially the manifestation of greed, hatred, and delusion at the institutional level, Compassion's a really wonderful response to that. And it allows us to be really effective, more effective in our work. And finally, compassion feels really, really good. Isn't that funny? That's one of the most interesting things about practice, I think, that two opposite things can be true at the exact same time, we find out. So you can be opening to your own suffering and feel just the depth of that and letting it work through you and holding it in compassion and be really, really happy while you're opening to your suffering. It's an interesting sensation. So those are some reasons why I'm hoping that they will water the seeds of your determination for compassion. So I'd like to um, lead a little bit of a different um, compassion practice. I don't know if any of you know the work of John McCransky, but this is a McCransky-guided mind uh, compassion. So just sit comfortably, as we do with our Brahma-viharas. We don't want to... Um, be too uncomfortable. And I'd like you to bring to mind a benefactor. I, and I'd like you to bring to mind an archetypal benefactor, someone who in your heart really has deep, is the epitome of compassion. For me, I actually often bring in the Buddha himself, the Buddha, the archetypal Buddha. And because I was 
raised a Roman Catholic. I have Jesus on one side of him <laughs> and the Blessed Virgin Mary on the other side. So, so you can pick your archetypal compassion benefactor. It could be some historical figure like Gandhi who had deep compassion. Martin Luther King or some deeply compassionate archetype that you have. Oh, take a couple deep breaths. Just come into some relaxation. Now, if this is safe for you, I would like you to place your benefactor behind you. The one or two or three people who deeply represent compassion. They're sitting behind you. And even before you turn your attention to their presence, you could feel just the absolute thickness of compassion and energetically in the space. Your benefactor is behind you, looking at you, and seeing into every part of you. He's looking at your feet, and your ankles, and your calves, and your knees. Your benefactor is looking at your thighs, and your behind, and your pelvis. He's looking up your back, and up your front. It's looking at your neck and your shoulders and your upper arms and lower arms. It's looking at your back of your neck, the front. He or she or they are looking at the back of your head and now to your jaw and your nose and your eyes. And with this gaze, they just have this very thick gold compassion, just holding every part of you with love and acceptance, just seeing every part and loving you. Just imagine the thickness of the love and support. Seeing every part of you. Maybe it's your guru, your teacher. Just feel Feel the sensation of their compassion for you, their love, their care. They see deeply into your suffering and they have a deep desire for you to be free from suffering. 
there behind you and sending you this energy. I care deeply for your suffering. I'm holding your suffering with kindness and with wisdom. May you be free from suffering. Their compassion is thick energetically. It washes over you like deep intimacy. It's holding you. A deep caring. I care deeply for your suffering. I'm holding your suffering with kindness and wisdom. May you be free from suffering. just a thick golden energetic field of love and compassion and caring the wish for you to be free from suffering and now think of some place in your body or your heart that you're experiencing a little pain Nothing too major, just some place where maybe you're feeling some discomfort. Maybe your knees have been bothering you or aching. Maybe your neck is unwinding from tension. Maybe your heart needs a little bit of holding. Offer that up to your benefactor. Just open to that suffering a little. Open to it and offer it to your benefactor. And it just creates a burst of love from their heart to you.
your pain is engulfed with a thick energetic field of love and compassion. I see your pain. This must be difficult for you. I care deeply for your suffering. I'm holding your suffering with kindness and wisdom. We are opening to your suffering. May you be free from pain and suffering. So our image is sitting, offering our pain, offering our unmet desires, our physical hurts, our vulnerabilities, holding them in our own heart and mind, and feeling the great love and uh, wishing of wellness from our benefactor. We can just feel their love, their sense of connectedness for us. I see your pain. You're so strong for opening to it. I see your courage, your determination. I care deeply for your suffering. Feel the healing energy of their compassion and your awareness. totally relaxing you. While you open to suffering. Keep coming back to the image, the availability of this healing and wholesome mental energy. Permeating every fiber of your body and heart and mind, every little bit filled with compassion. With a deep wish for your wellness.
maybe offering another aspect of your suffering. Maybe a sense of another vulnerability. A sense of not being good enough or straight enough or tall enough or white enough. Some sense of vulnerability. and our benefactors behind us, just pure compassion. The energetic field is holding you in love, in intimacy, in acceptance, total acceptance for whoever you are, seeing every bit of you and loving you deeply. Every hidden bit is revealed. Receive the compassionate energy of their wish into your whole being body and mind, completely immersed in this energy. And open to your pain. Now, take the time to sense what it is like for someone else to experience this suffering that you're feeling. The people that you love, your children, your parents, your aunts and uncles. They too experience this pain, this vulnerability. How does it feel in their mind and in their body? Suffering, doubt, arrogance, all of their suffering memories of abandonment, of oppression. How does it feel for them? And now seat them in front of you. 
loved ones in your life who are suffering and feel the healing, compassionate energy from your benefactor coming to you and you sending it forward to those in your life who need your compassion right now. Maybe someone you know is suffering. With the strength of compassion, you can open to their suffering too and offer them this deep wishing for their well-being. This thick golden energy is flowing from your heart and mind to this person or these few people in front of you. And you're offering them the deep wish for their well-being. You're saying through your energy, I care deeply for your suffering. Just as I suffer, you suffer. It's a common experience of living beings. We suffer. I care deeply for your suffering. I'm sending you my love and my deep desire for your wellness and happiness. looking at your friends or your, your, the object of your compassion. Reflecting on how they're suffering, their physical pain, their emotional pain. Let that trigger in you, just as in yourself, that deep desire for their wellness, for their well-being. I care deeply for your suffering. holding your suffering with kindness and gentleness. May you be free from pain and suffering. sitting in this 
golden energy of compassion. Inviting ourselves and our friend to open to other suffering in us. Maybe a feeling of self-doubt or hopelessness or despair. Deep sense of self-pity or victimization. Just holding it with this deep sense of love and compassion. Maybe anchoring in the words to keep us focused. May we be, may we care deeply for our suffering. May we open to our suffering. May we hold it with kindness and wisdom, with clear seeing. May we be free from suffering. Recalling another feeling of being misjudged, not understood, just not gotten. Open to this, to that feeling in you. being lonely and cut off. (coughs) And feel our benefactors deep holding of our pain and grief. The feeling of being held in love. Offering that holding, that opening to our friend in front of us. Show me your wounds. I can hold them.
No need to say anything. Just to witness. Witness with love, with kindness. This is what it means to be human. It's not personal. Breathing in a sense of deep well-wishing. deep sense of compassion for all of us in this room, opening to our pain, to the pain. The first noble truth. We're all in this together. We don't need to figure anything out. No concepts. Just a deep benevolence. A deep love. a deep intimacy with what is. And now in these last few minutes, just feeling so completely our entire being bathed in goodwill in this deep love and this deep wish for our happiness and the end of our suffering from our benefactor. They're getting up and walking towards us and actually they merge with us They are inside of us.
every cell bathed in compassion, radiating in all directions. To all sentient beings, may all sentient beings be free from suffering. May all beings be safe and protected. May we open to all of their suffering with kindness and wisdom. We wish deeply for their well-being and the end of their suffering. Every single one No one left out. No part of ourselves left out. Tenderness. Any questions or comments? Back there? The red, red, yeah. Okay. Aww. That's goodwill right there. Yeah, actually, I could have talked at some length about that, but um, that's one of the um, problems of actually addressing suffering and opening to suffering without a good amount of empathy. And empathy actually is not drowning in other people's pain at all. In fact, empathy as compassion is strengthening. It actually gives us strength and motivation to act, you know. Hopefully there's wisdom in there so our actions actually, um, you know, make sense for the situation. But um, 
according to John McCransky, what uh, happens when we're drowning and other people suffering is that it actually taps into some unresolved grief or suffering that we have. And what we're actually doing is just experience our, experiencing our own grief or loss or something like that. So that's why it's so important for all of us to do the work of our own healing because it allows us to even open to other people's suffering in a way that has the potential to do some good. And, you know, many of, much of the time, particularly for our own suffering, we don't really need to figure it out or, um, you know, maybe in some situations it's wise to sit down with a the therapist or whatever. I'm sure there's a lot of wisdom in that. But for this time we're here, just opening to it with love in our heart and is, can be very healing. Just letting it move through us is a way to... Um, just get our own healing, which we can then turn and offer to others. So I guess my answer to your question is, is one answer among probably many, is when we do our own healing, we don't tend to get so uh, overwhelmed by other people's suffering. We have more capacity to open. And actually probably more wisdom, right? Anybody else? Yes? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, these energies, you know, they're, um, they're absolutely concrete, energetic realities. I mean, that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to create that habit pattern in our own heart and mind. And they are absolutely available. So, yeah, for us to go there, right? Absolutely. Yes, we could just say, may I be filled with compassion. A resolve. May compassion arise. When our minds are very malleable through all the meditation that you guys have all done, your minds are really malleable. You can tell it what to do. And sometimes it'll actually do it. (laughs) May mindfulness get stronger. No, I'm really resolves. Yes? Thank you. Um, 
what happened when you know the intensity you know of the of experience you get you know feel like a lot very intense and at the same time that the same uh, people that I presume in my case that I was trying to wish well was also the one who were creating the suffering uh -huh. so so it became <laughs> Sometimes forgiveness, sometimes this uh, uh, kind of like a jumble of, of or not. Uh -huh. of, uh, but at the end, good feelings. So, so anyway, so that, that it was literally uh, generational. Oh, that's beautiful. Actually, I don't know. The oh, the question was, or it was actually. Just a description of an experience during the meditation that um, it was pretty intense feelings. And when he was uh, giving feelings of goodwill and compassion to the people in front of him, it was actually the people who maybe you could uh, say that there was some blame there about your own suffering and that the compassion was mixed with forgiveness. And... Um, so it's interesting because Annie, you know, Annie told me to tell you all, I don't know how she knew this was going to come up, but she's going to give a talk on forgiveness on Sunday. She said, it's going to come up, so tell them that. <laughs> she's a little bit psychic. <laughs> so, yeah, forgiveness, it's, oh my gosh, it's wonderful. Yeah, um... Desmond Tutu and his daughter wrote a book about forgiveness, and he has got some credentials for forgiveness, I think. You know? And he said that the turning point for forgiveness is to recognize, I mean, all the blame that we, uh, we you know, attach to other people for essentially greed, hatred, and delusion. When we can see our own greed, hatred, and delusion we realize that it's an issue of a, our common humanity. And if we can forgive ourselves and see all of that negativity in us, it's a lot easier to forgive others. And, you know, it doesn't mean that we need to have a relationship with them. We can decide that. But forgiveness is, you know, it, it definitely is an aspect of freedom. None of it is personal. Jaya? Thank you, Bonnie. Um, yeah, it was really interesting for me because I put um, Jesus and the Buddha behind me. Mm -hmm. I've never done a meditation like that, um, putting the Buddha behind me. And it really showed me something about, like, it made, made me question how I relate to the Buddha because. It's actually quite difficult to tune into a sense of unconditional love and acceptance from the Buddha because there's also part of my perception of what the Buddha is to me is like a little bit like you should be more mindful, Jaya. <laughs> you foolish woman, have I not told you? <laughs> so it's just like yeah, it's really you know we. I, I, in my mind, I, I maybe try, I, 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 I over lean on the perception of the Buddha as a wisdom 
Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And Jesus? <laughs> Jesus was loving her up. So Jaya said that um, it, it actually made her realize that uh, there's some aspect, probably not totally, I'm sure, of the Buddha as a kind of a critical wagon, his wisdom finger at us. Actually, I had a real, I hope the person doesn't mind me saying this, but I had a, I was in a conversation about someone who just found out they were pregnant. And it was so beautiful how all of the so-called, you know, negative emotions, like greed, hatred, and delusion that would arise, it was almost like she could see that coming from an infant. And I mean, how would you act to an infant who was having a tantrum or who was incredibly selfish or greedy? I mean, how would you act to them? You would totally just scoop them up in your arms, right? I mean, that's... That's what the Buddha and, and Jesus and Tunansin and actually all of the tree sprites right here in the room right now are giving us. They're, you know, saying, wow, I wish they knew better because that's causing suffering for them and others, but they're loving us up. They are loving us up. <laughs> I'm sorry I use that term I... Just a few weeks ago, we had this uh, national meeting about domestic violence. I, I do a fair amount of anti-violence work. And we were, I was hearing from this wonderful um, indigenous Hawaiian uh, leader who had developed a, a program for offenders. And she said, we threw the criminal justice stuff out the window and we came in and we loved them up. And she said that it was transformative for everybody. You know, I mean, they, they just, you know, saw that part of themselves that, were, that was young and ignorant, but could recognize the common humanity in them and just loved them up. And I just really liked that image. Anything else? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, you're very hidden from me. <laughs> uh, well, I just had a marvelous experience. It just was wonderful. And as their compassion was going up from the feet up to the top, they, oh, it was just this energy was just, just um, like effervescent going all up my back, arms and everything was wonderful. And, uh, and then I just felt my heart just, you know, Everything was just, it was wonderful. It was a great experience. And I hope that you can write down the phrases and put them up so that we can copy them because I thought they were great. Thank you. Well, um, I'll definitely, you know, want to give some credit to John McCransky, though I actually did use my own phrases. But I think that you could also use your own phrases. I think uh, the 
you know, the idea is that, I mean, I love the idea that um, the biggest, you know, one of the most important things that compassion does is it relaxes our mind in, uh, as we open to suffering. Because that could be so, I mean, opening to suffering is, you know, the way we heal as, you know, individuals. But it's also the way that, you know, what we offer the rest of the world. And if we could have a relaxed mind while we're processing all that, boy, what an incredible gift that is. So, um, okay, I, I will figure out a way to put them on the board. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love, yes, absolutely. Those are excellent. Thich Nhat Hanh, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. And His Holiness, oh, my gosh, yes. I'm feeling just waves of love just thinking about him. <laughs> you can do that. You can incline your mind towards really wholesome beings, you know. I think that's one way to get some strength in the face of a lot of just feeling overwhelmed by what we're opening to. We're opening to a lot of stuff. You know, we are watering the seeds of our courage and our ability to really offer these Brahma Viharas to the world. This is important stuff we're doing. Okay, it's time to have continuity. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.